Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Sunday Morning Post. Dogs by Nature Radio. From the Straight No Chaser Studios. Talking about these Colts, really good football team. Uh, I know our guys are looking forward to the challenge. Two, three, and one teams uh, really should be a, a great game. And I think when you watch the tape on these guys, you see a very well-coached team. No surprise with Coach Reich. Uh, they do a great job on offense. can hurt you in multiple ways. On defense, it's a very, very sound scheme. They're attacking. I think you guys have seen the tape and seen the stats. They're, they're outstanding. Quite the challenge for us. We got to have a great week of preparation. You're listening to Straight Note Chaser on Dogs by Nature. Now, here's your host, my dad, Thelonious Seven. A very merry football morning to you and yours from Dogs by Nature Radio. I'm your host, Thelonious Seven, getting you ready for your Cleveland Browns game day. Ahead on the Sunday Morning Post, we have your opposition's position as we welcome Jake Arthur from AllColts.com. He's the host of the Believe in Colts podcast, and he is here in the Straight No Chaser studios to help us get ready for our Week 5 matchup as the Central Indiana Ponies gallop into our fair state to challenge your Cleveland Browns on the southern shores of Lake Erie. And of course, later in this program, we're going to have your Brown showdown. This week, the Colts are represented by Matt Johnson of the Two Point Conversation. He makes his second visit into the Straight No Chaser studios. And as for your Cleveland Browns, we welcome Neil of the Two Green Browns podcast for his first visit on Dogs by Nature Radio. We have a lot to get to, so without any further ado, let's get into it. The Indianapolis Colts come to Cleveland for a Sunday afternoon showdown against your Cleveland Browns. That's scheduled for a 4.25 p.m. start. Well, to help us gain an understanding for the opposition's position, we've reached out to Jake Arthur, the host of the Believe in Colts podcast. Hey, this is Jake Arthur from Sports Illustrated's Indianapolis Colts website, allcolts.com, as well as the host of the Believe in Indianapolis Colts podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you so much to Dogs by Nature for asking me to answer some questions for you guys. Jake, we really appreciate you taking the time to share with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. He can be found at Jake Arthur NFL on Twitter. So, Jake, we're four games into the 2020 season and your squad sits at three and one, a half game out of first place in the AFC South. Is this where you thought you'd be thus far? What are your chances for finishing the year in the driver's seat? Uh, well, I, I did think the Colts would be sitting in a position similar to this, but as far as the division goes, I thought uh, I thought the Texans would be putting up a little more of a fight than they are currently. 
Uh, they're currently winless on the season. And then the, the Tennessee Titans are technically first right now at 3-0, coming off a postponed game. We really don't know what's going on with them lately because they're they're going they're, they've got their own COVID issues happening right now. So we'll see about that. But uh, as far as the Colts finishing in the driver's seat, I, I like their chances. Uh, Tennessee is a tough squad. Again, really don't know what the rest of their season looks like. Uh, but as far as Jacksonville and Houston go, I, I definitely like where the Colts sit. Coming into the season, I thought the Colts were the third best team in this division. But it looks like you guys are, are in prime position sitting at 3-1 and one in the quarter pole. And this Colts defense has turned in some noteworthy performances in the first quarter of the 2020 season. Who are the top producers on the unit? Are there a couple of key players that Browns fans should keep an eye on in this contest? Uh, so when you're looking at the Colts defense, now you've, you've got a first look at DeForest Buckner at their three-tech defensive tackle. Uh, he has been worth every penny they've they've paid him and traded for so far. Uh, he, he's been outstanding through the, the first quarter of the season. He's one of Pro Football Focus's top-ranked defenders overall in the league. Uh, he's providing really good push up front. Uh, as a pass rusher and run stopper, uh, as, as we all know, when a quarterback has pressure, you know, bearing down in his face, they hate that and they hate it more than pressure off the edge. So he has been awesome so far. Uh, Justin Houston, he has been excellent. He had 11 sacks last year, and I believe he's at three and a half right now. Uh, so he's doing really well. Also, he, he's been a big beneficiary of DeForest Buckner's addition. And then Darius Leonard. Two-time All-Pro, having another really good year. Uh, we, we don't know if he's actually going to play in this contest or not because he's uh, he's been sitting out practice with a groin injury. Uh, but uh, otherwise, uh, defenders Cleveland might want to look at this week. Kenny Moore is really good. One, one of the better slot defenders in the entire league. Uh, when he earned his new contract last summer, the Colts paid him as the number one slot defender in the league. So uh, they certainly think so as well. And then uh, they've they've got a rookie free safety, Julian Blackman, that has been playing lights out football uh, over, just over his last couple starts. He came in for Malik Hooker when Hooker went down in week two, and honestly, they, they've not missed anything there. Hooker's a great athlete and, and a really good ball hawk, but Julian Blackman seems to be the total package right now. It just got word that Leonard's going to be out for this contest with a groin injury. And while that's certainly a big loss for this defense, they've shown that they can replace big players in the past. We'll keep our eyes open for the players you mentioned in this contest Sunday. So Philip Rivers seems to have found the fountain of youth. Has he played as well as you expected? Do you think he has enough to guide this team over the top? Uh, I, I think he's played pretty well relatively. Uh, he's coming off of his roughest performance um, last week. And, you know, that, that was against one of the toughest defenses, pass defenses in the league in, in the Bears. So that's understandable. Uh, but I think he's been very efficient, which is exactly what they needed from him. Uh, this offense, it kind of flows through the run first and foremost. And then the passing game supplements off of that. Uh, so you, you want to see a lot of big action and play action and things like that. And uh, Phillips has been pretty efficient so far. Uh, I thought maybe we would see more touchdowns, more yards from him um, w with how well the defense has been doing. I think it's made the offense look a little better, but if the defense wasn't doing as well, I think there'd be a little more of a magnifying glass on, on the offense. 
Uh, but I, I think they'll hit their stride here coming up soon. Well, I hope not this week. <laughs> you guys are traveling to Cleveland as a slight road dog. Is there anything about your cold squad that's bothering you? Is there anything about Cleveland that troubles you? Which players on the Browns might keep your coordinators up at night? Uh, so as far as the Browns go, you know, you're of, of course, you got to circle Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, we saw last week just how in, incredibly talented OBJ is. And it was, you know, probably his biggest performance since coming to Cleveland. So that, you, you know, you definitely got to uh, keep your eye on him, even though the Colts defense has done pretty well on the ground and through the air. Uh Kareem Hunt, a, a lot of people seem to forget that, yes, Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the league, and he's out, but Kareem Hunt was one of the best running backs in the league when he joined Cleveland as well, and now if we see him in a starting role, maybe that's going to start jogging people's memories again, so he, as a blocker, pass catcher, runner, you know, I, I would definitely keep an eye on Kareem Hunt, and then Miles Garrett, of course, uh, potentially the, the leader in the clubhouse for defensive player of the year. Uh, he's he's playing like you want Miles Garrett to play. If I was a Cleveland Browns fan, that's exactly what I would want to see out of him. He, he's been dominant. The Colts' left tackle, Anthony Costanza, was banged up. Uh, so we'll see how much Miles Garrett gets to play on on the right side of Cleveland's defense. Uh, as for for the Colts, mm, again, their their offense hasn't. It hasn't been the, the greatest thing. You, you'd like to see the run game doing a little better. Uh, we haven't seen any big breakout performances from like T.Y. Hilton or anyone like that this year. Although Mo Alley Cox has been a, a surprise name to jump off the page. Uh, he seems to be Philip Rivers' most favorite big play threat so far. Uh, he's a real big body tight end, former basketball player who can go up and get it. So... Uh, if, if you're not expecting anything from him, he's a player that could certainly come out and bite you. We are joined in the Straight No Chaser studios by Jake Arthur of AllColts.com. He can be found at Jake Arthur NFL on Twitter. Jake, before you take off, do you mind putting on your prognosticator's hat? What do you see happening in this contest? What are the major storylines from your perspective? And who wins and what's the final score? So that one, um, that one's tough. I think we got to look at some injuries that could certainly shape this contest. Uh, no Nick Chubb for the Browns. Their offensive line is playing outstanding, though. So if, if Kareem Hunt's back there and, and fully healthy, then he, sh- he should look pretty good. Uh, for the Colts, you might not have Darius Leonard or Bobby Okereke. They've, they're already down Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman on offense. So... That, that's a tough one. But for me, I, I'm really interested in seeing how does Cleveland follow up last week as an encore. Over 500 yards of offense, 49 points. That's what a lot of people think that offense is capable of and, and should... I mean, those are otherworldly numbers, so you can't expect that all the time. But they should be closer to that than they have been uh, with some of their performances with Baker Mayfield under center. So... How do they follow up last week as an encore? That's definitely something that I'm interested in seeing. And likewise, it's the Colts' biggest test defensively, and it's a defense that has been the top the top one in the league so far this year. So what are they going to be capable of doing? And if Darius Leonard can't play, how much does that contribute? 
God, that's it's really tough. Whether it's whether it's Colts or Browns this week, I'm going to give the Colts the slightest edge. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, maybe something like 24-20. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be too many points scored, but I think it's going to be a, a good matchup nonetheless. This is outstanding work, Jake. Thank you so much for taking your time to share it with us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Thanks again to you guys for having me. Take care. We appreciate it, Jake. And with that, we're going to transition to your Cleveland Brown showdown. I'm Thelonious 7. This is Dogs by Nature Radio on your Sunday morning host. It's time for the Brown Showdown. Sunday afternoon at 4.25 p.m., your Cleveland Browns showdown against the professionals from the Hoosier State. Representing the Indianapolis Colts is Matt Johnson of the Two Point Conversation. Hi, I'm Matt Johnson. I am a super big Colts fan, the host of the Two Point Conversation podcast, as well as one of the hosts of the Bills Wire Bills cast through USA Today SMG. Matt, it's great to have you back here on Dogs by Nature Radio. Matt can be found at MaverickMM91 on Twitter. And now representing your Cleveland Browns is Neil, co-host of the Two Green Browns podcast. Hey everybody, this is Neil at Two Green Browns and uh, I'm part of the Cleveland Sports Collective podcast, formerly the Two Green Browns podcast, and I'm delighted to be here to talk to you today about the Browns and Colts game. It's great to hear from the other half of the Two Green Browns in the Straight No Chaser studios. So now that we've dispensed with the pleasantries, let's get into this Brown showdown. So according to custom, we're going to kick things off to our opponent. And we start things out with Matt Johnson as he gives us his top five performers on offense and gives us a preview of how the Colts might attack on Sunday. All right, my top five Colts offensive players this year. It's hard to pick because they've actually been playing very well-rounded football. Number five, I'm going to go Zach Paschal. Number four, I'm going to go Phillip Rivers. Number three, Quentin Nelson. Number two, I'm going to go Mo Ali Cox. He's been very, very great. It's been fun to watch him this year. And then number one, I got to go Jonathan Taylor. Running, you know, running in the rushing and receiving game has been he's been fantastic. Um, as far as their keys to victory for this game, I mean, no turnovers is the most important thing. Philip Rivers has actually done a pretty good job of that. Uh, he has a couple interceptions this year that bounced off of his receiver's hands and uh, unfortunately went the other way. He caught a lucky break against Chicago last week. But, uh, you know, it, the Browns don't have the best secondary. Uh, and I think Rivers is going to have to air it out. You know, he's, I think he's averaging about 10 yards a pass which is, you know, very important. T.Y. Hilton's going to have to step up his game this week, uh, you know, for, for the Colts to really get this offense going. Um, and that's going to, I think that's the ultimate point of attack here for um, for the Indianapolis Colts is, is to go after him. You know, it, it could turn out into a shootout very quickly. Uh, and the Colts ha- absolutely have to, uh, you know, have to be able to keep up with what the, especially with what we've seen from the Browns last week against the Cowboys. This game could absolutely devolve into a shootout. Hopefully the Browns' defense has something to say about that. Let's hear from Neil as he describes what the Browns can do to counter what the Colts will bring on Sunday. The enigma that is the Browns' defense. 
what can I say about this defense? We have a Rolls Royce up front in our, our front four, and then everything behind it is a small bit. Uh, I don't know. It needs to it needs to go to the garage. It needs to be sorted out. Needs to be seen uh, seen to. But uh, obviously, our front line, our defensive line, is fantastic. The front four have, have, have gotten lots of pressure. Well, mainly in the in the guise of Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett is playing at an elite level, and no one is surprised by that. Um, every week we have somebody new that's stepping up within that that defensive line um, I think Larry Ogunjobi should he be out is going to be a big loss this week uh, Olivia Vernon needs to find his feet if we are to win um, because we do need to get past Rush at, at Philip Rivers we do need to hit him get him on his backside and see what happens um, Jordan Elliott was on the injury list as well hoping that he can he can return to, to full fitness because we will need him should Larry Ogunjobi be out in the back end we're hopefully going to get Greedy Williams back to take some snaps as well we saw an awful lot of Kevin Johnson on the outside last week would be nice to see him back on the interior Denzel Ward is another week to get, to get fit as well so I think that, that that secondary is going to be a bit more mobile a bit more fluid this week and uh, you know I think that they might have a small bit more of a handle on this this offence hopefully uh, as they get back to full fitness um, I don't think my heart could take another uh, 40 point shootout again so hopefully that secondary does show up as for the linebackers no comment yeah, not exactly a ringing endorsement for that linebacking core, but can't say that I blame you with the last quarter of football that we witnessed from that unit. So now let's flip the field back to Matt Johnson and that Indianapolis Colts defense. Now on the flip side, the Indianapolis Colts defense, uh, I know they're going to be out Darius Leonard this week, and it's very unfortunate, but... Uh, it, it, that's that could work in the Cleveland's advantage, but I will give you my happily give you my top five uh, for the Indianapolis Colts as far as what they got going on this year. Uh, my number five, I'm going to go Anthony Walker, who's been a very productive middle linebacker. Very happy with his uh, with with how he's you know performed this year so far. Uh, Twenty tackles on the season. He's he's all over the field, which is a very good sign. Number four, I'm going to go Xavier Rhodes. The, uh, the former Minnesota Viking has he's two interceptions. He's leading on the team right now with two interceptions and uh, six tackles. Number three, I'm going to go Justin Houston, who's uh, he's a little bit up there in age, but the man is still ferocious and he is a you know he's part of a very good pass rush. Number two, I'm going to go Darius Leonard. You know, as significant as he is, he is out, but still top five. He's still a top five guy in my opinion. Uh, still playing phenomenal ball. He's Darius Leonard's great. And my number one has got to be DeForest Buckner, who is an absolute wrecking machine against offensive lines. He's in the backfield almost every play. Uh, and I think that's going to be a huge success. I know Cleveland has some offense. I believe Cle- Cleveland has some offensive line issues. And, you know, it could, it, it's it's going to help flush him Baker out of the pocket and make him, force him to make some erratic throws that he doesn't normally like to do. Matt, Wyatt Teller may have had some issues dealing with all the accolades coming in his direction. But he's not seen a player like DeForest Buckner this year, so we're going to have to see what happens in this contest. Now to finish things up with the Browns offense, we'll go to Neil of the Two Green Browns podcast. 
The Browns' offense, though, seems to be humming along nicely. It's a nice, efficient little offense we got there. Obviously, losing Nick Chubb, the, the express train down the middle, is going to affect us, and, and hopefully he comes back sooner rather than later. Uh, Cream Hunt is an able deputy. Uh, this is why we, we signed him, you know, to have that um, influence in there as well, should Nick Chubb go down. Obviously, their running back position is is, pro, is prone to injury with the amount of uh, contact that they take, and having Cream Hunt there is, is, is very good to see there. Ernest Johnson came in, earned his stripes, nearly 100 yards against the Cowboys. And I think he's going to see a lot of action this week as well. Um, in the passing game, I don't think we're going to see Baker Mayfield air it out too much. I think we're going to see an awful lot more um, kind of gadget plays, things that, that worked the last time, get the ball into the hands of our of our most important players. I think we see a lot more Aston Hooper over in the middle. I, see, I, I think that we see um, maybe... I don't think we're going to see too many three receiver sets in this game. Hooper, Bryant, David Njoku is back there. We've got our red, our, our red zone threats there. It's how we matriculate the ball down in the big chunk plays, whether it's uh, out, out of the backfield, empty sets in the backfield, throw it out to Cream Hunt, try and find a mismatch there, or over the over the middle towards our tight ends, or maybe even the end arounds to, to Odell that works so well. It's going to be really interesting to see this. I don't think we're going to see 40-yard bombs from Baker. Um, I would love it if we did, but I think we're going to keep this tight against this very good defense wow i think this is going to be an incredible contest certainly the most difficult challenge the browns have faced to date well now it's time for predictions we'll start with matt johnson of the two-point conversation all right my prediction for this game i'm actually really really excited for this game i think it's going to be it's an underrated game and i'm glad that it's at the 4 25 p.m uh, eastern time slot I am actually going to this game. I'm traveling to Buffalo. I'm going to go there and enjoy um, enjoy that game as best you know as best as I possibly can. I'm very very excited uh, to be able to do that. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. It's a matchup of a really good defense versus a, a you know a when they're on their best day a really good offense. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be close. I think it can be high scoring. I think the Cleveland Browns need to. They need to bring their A game. They need to be this team that beat Dallas last week. They are a good team. Let's keep the streak, you know, let's keep the run going. I'm optimistic for Cleveland as well. Let's keep this little, this hot streak going. Uh, I'm still going to go with my Colts. I think they're going to keep it really, really close. I'm going to say, I'm going to go 24 21 Indianapolis Colts. But honestly, in my personal opinion, that might be a little bit biased speaking, but I'm 50 50 on this game, quite honestly. And it really depends on what Browns we see. Uh, this Sunday in Cleveland. This is a difficult game for me to pick as well. Before we get to mine, let's hear what Neil has to say about this one. Overall prediction, I think, for me, I don't think we're going to have a big, massive shootout like we did the last time. I hope that our defense is going to be a bit more stable against this Indianapolis offense. Um, if we can hold the middle uh, from the tight ends and from, um, you know, in Trey Burton and in uh, Ali Cox, I think that we can we can hold this game to a, a lesser amount of points. I still think that we will need to score in and around 30 to win this. So my prediction is going to be 30. 30 points to 24 in Cleveland's favor. That six-point margin sounds about right to me. We're going to go with 27-21. I think so far the Browns have been threatened by quarterbacks that can move. I think the Browns will be able to slow them down early, and we'll see what happens as the game winds down. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here on Dogs by Nature Radio. 
Matt, it was definitely a pleasure. Thank you for having me on again. I really greatly appreciate it. Uh, Listeners, if you want to check us out, uh, the Two Point Conversation, which runs five days a week, every single week. You can find us at BICBP-radio.com. Our episodes are also available at Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And uh, the whole mess of shows from our network that are available on that. Also, find us on Facebook. We have a very interactive Facebook page, and I invite you all to come check it out and hang with us. But uh, thank you once again for having me on. It was great to be able to discuss this uh, this very exciting Browns and Colts matchup for Week 5. Always appreciate hearing from you, Matt. Thank you for taking the time. And also, big thanks to Neil of the Two Green Browns podcast. Thanks once again so much to Thelonious for having us on here today. As I say, you can catch us at Two Green Browns. You can catch our podcast at Clee Sports Pod or subscribe to us on Cleveland Sports Collective. Thanks, everybody, and go Browns. Excellent work, Neil. Hopefully we hear from you again real, real soon. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to the Sunday Morning Post on Dogs by Nature Radio. My name's Thelonious 7. Take care and go Browns. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of, like, afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.